a better way. The Builder Trend Podcast designed to teach you how to make meaningful changes to your company with construction software. I'm your host, Marge Haley. And in today's episode, I'm joined by Tim. Tim Curran, welcome. Thanks, Marge. How the heck are you? Oh, I'm great. Just so happy to be here. Um, Tell me a little bit about yourself. How much time do we have? All day. Um, (laughs) Good. Um, Yeah, so I uh, have been a Builder Trend for about a year. But before that, I'm not new to the podcast game, Marge. Uh, I actually worked for the Husker Sports Network, so I was responsible for producing uh, Husker athletic uh, events for the radio, um, syndicated all across the state and even nationwide for football. So uh, mostly was behind the scenes, which is probably a good thing. You know, when I have a microphone in front of my face, I tend to I tend to vamp. I tend to kind of go off track. Mm-hmm. I like to, I like to sidebar, as I think uh, our listeners will find out here uh, as this podcast gets going. Um, and even I found myself emceeing our uh, town hall in front of, I think, what, 900 people, 1,000 people, all the companies together under one umbrella, uh, even wearing a nice bright red spangly jacket because I know, um, you know, I thought that people enjoy it. It's a crowd pleaser. So, um, you know, hey, uh, I always say I don't like being the center of attention, but somehow, some way, I'll find a microphone uh, back in front of my face <laughs> before too long. Excellent. Well, thanks for being here. Um, I'm a little disappointed you're not in the red spangly uh, suit coat that you wore for our town hall last week. Yeah. You know, I think the biggest thing with that is that I, I saw the pictures back from the event and that button on that suit jacket was about to burst. It was quite a humbling experience. Good motivation to get me back in the gym. Um, and you know me too. I don't like being the center of attention. So, you know, couldn't, couldn't be me. I didn't want to, didn't want to draw attention to myself. Yeah. On opposite day. <laughs> um, anyways, we're going to go ahead and get started here. Um, this, for this, uh, episode of the podcast, we're going to go ahead and talk about scheduling. Um, Tim, tell me from your experience of working with our builders, um, tell me a little bit about um, if a builder just wants to get their foot in the door and start scheduling their projects out, uh, what's step one? How do they start? Yeah, absolutely. Well, besides the need to go to the project management tab and the actual schedule itself, really, I like beginning traditionally with a month view and just having builders go and build out their schedule items from scratch. Uh, Not even worrying about templates, not worrying about data entry, just getting a schedule going, starting with the permitting process, you know, building that out, framing all that good stuff, assigning things to people, you know, going to the hourly view, you know, just keeping things at the 101 level so you get the mechanics down. Um, I think a lot of times where builders stumble is, you know, we do have a wonderful data entry team and they might use a schedule uh, from another software and they say, hey, can you just put this in Builder Trend for us? Well, we can, but I think a good place to start is just simply starting out, building a schedule from scratch. And then from there, you can copy those schedule items onto a template which you can use later. So getting comfortable with the bare bones mechanics, the one-on-one level of scheduling is absolutely where I would start if you're a builder. So you're saying create good habits first before you build that into a template and use those bad habits over and over. It's just like making your bed in the morning, which I don't do very often, but you know, it's like starting out the day, right. You know, yep. just start with the little things. Absolutely. Good deal. So what can you, so you're saying to start from scratch and start on a new job. Talk about some of the items that builders should put in their schedule um, to be to start those good habits right right away. Yeah. So you know, if you're doing a new home build, for instance, you know, you're probably going to want to start with the permitting process. You know, you're going to want to start with uh, site work. Then there's footings, there's foundation. You know, builders will pretty much have an idea of what schedule items they want on there. But really, what should be a schedule item? Anything that really requires maybe like a sub on site or your internal labors right? Things that require days to, to kind of put together. Uh, I see a lot of builders will put items like order windows. Uh, you know, Bob, can you get my coffee, please? You know, <laughs> maybe not that one so much. 
much, but anything that's more like individual task related, that's kind of a one-off doesn't necessarily need to be a schedule item. That could be a to-do instead. So things that are like framing those longer kind of schedule items that require either subs on site or your internal team, that's what you're going to want to have to be a schedule item, not necessarily the little nitty gritty, do this, do that. That's much better suited for to-dos. Got it. So you're saying items that have a start date and an end date. Correct. You put it more succinctly than I did. I, I like to kind of vamp and riff, but yes, that's precisely it. Yes. And then tasks would just be that it needs to be done by that day. Right. right? Something that's actionable. You know, it's like, you know, ordering is, is the most common that I see, you know, or deadline dates, right? Things like that. But because uh, you can link up to do two deadline dates. So if I need to get my, um, you know, uh, the, the final punch out or install such and such electrical fixture, I can actually make that a to do and link that up to a schedule date, right? Uh, and so that if the schedule item is shifting around, that to do will shift around as well. So uh, that's going to declutter your schedule a lot. Mm -hmm. So that that's probably best practice is don't clutter your schedule up with stuff that there's just these little one off actual items that don't need to be on your schedule. Got it. Okay, so you mentioned items like framing um, as schedule items. Mm -hmm. Now that seems a little granular. What about a higher level view? Is there is there anything in Builder Trend that we can use to see that higher level view of the schedule? I'm glad you asked, Marge. Uh, we do have phases in Builder Trend, and a lot of times they're you know they're broken down into like the phase of the job. So maybe you have a prep and prelim type phase. Maybe there's an excavation and foundation phase. You can create your own custom phases. You don't necessarily have to break it down to that level. Uh, but phases are a great way to kind of lump together individual schedule items under a broader phase. And then when we kind of have discussions about, okay, when you actually go and share the schedule, uh, say, let's say with your homeowner, you can give them the phase level breakdown as opposed to the individual schedule item view. Why would I do that instead? Well, let's say the owner's out walking their dog. They see, oh, well, you know, this, the electrician was supposed to be here today. What gives? You know, you don't necessarily want to give your owner too much information. They can be a little bit nosy. Uh, so you might want to just keep it simple. Give them just the phase because they're still going to understand what's going on and when. Uh, and they're, it's not death by information. I mean, you're still understanding, okay, the architectural work is going to be done roughly around here. I know the foundation is going to be done roughly around here. And you're not giving them too much information, just the, the broader scope. That's what phases are great for. Got it. Interesting. And so you talked about sharing this with your, with your homeowners. Um, when is the best time or when have you seen builders uh, really go live with their schedule? They're sharing with their team. They're sharing it with the subs on site. Um, they're sharing with the homeowners. Mm -hmm. Is there a time frame or is there a certain point that we should consider like a go live date? Yeah, most traditionally, it's, it's probably right when you dig. So in that permitting phase is typically when I see the most changes happening to the schedule. Now, the, of course, changes are happening all the mm -hmm. time, which is okay. I and mean, that's construction. It's very, very fluid. Um, but really, until you actually start digging and begin that construction, that's when I would turn your schedule live, as we call it. And then any adjustments that do need to happen, um, you know, you can notify your subs uh, that are active if there are changes happening, your owner, certainly if you think they need to be kept in a loop. Uh, that's traditionally when I see the schedule going on live. Um, and that's probably best practice uh, for that discussion. And then also uh, we might get into this a little bit later, but that's when the baseline comes into play mm -hmm. too. Um, but, you know, I think right, basically right when you dig, I think it's a good time to go live with your schedule. Awesome. Well, you, you brought up baseline, so let's just get into it. Um, builders tracking um, consistent delays um, or changes on the schedule. How can they, by using a software like Builder Trend, how can they track those, understand them, and then 
plan better for the future. Absolutely. So the baseline report is a great way to track any adjustments that are happening to your schedule. And again, when you go live and best practice when you you know, set the baseline is you're going to probably just want to set it once because if you reset that baseline, it's going to wipe out that data that you had. Uh, so, you know, let's say you start digging, you start the construction, of the job, you go live, then you set your baseline. Then when you go to that baseline tab there on your schedule, you're able to track your workday slippage. Am I over or under? Uh, usually it's over in my experience. There aren't a whole lot of people finishing ahead of schedule, but hey, if you do, that's great. Uh, so really you're looking at your job duration metrics. Then the great thing about the baseline as well is that you can actually record reasons for why this shift is occurring. Was it a delayed product delivery? Was it because your sub didn't show up when they said they would? You know, things of that nature. And so you can record all of that, have it on a baseline report. Uh, that's also exportable as well if you, if you need to. So uh, the baseline best practice, you're going to be setting it the same time you turn your schedule live, then you're tracking any adjustments you're making to the schedule. And now you have a beautiful baseline report for your use. Got it. Awesome. So that can really, that's a, a huge win for using software. Um, by doing this in Excel, they're not going to track mm -hmm. changes. Um, and if it's a consistent change, then we can plan for better in the future and have more happy customers. Right? That's, well, that's the goal. That's the goal, right? <laughs> More happy customers. That's uh, that's what my job's all about. Yeah, exactly. Same. So, um, okay. So working in the customer success department, um, I, I hear oftentimes builders wanting to tie their financials back to their schedule, right? Because they're they're getting paid on the schedule. They're, they're paying out on the schedule. Um, tell me about Builder Trends' opportunity to link financials with the project management piece. Absolutely. So a purchase order, right, is something that could be, as well as an invoice, is something that can actually be linked up to a schedule item, uh, much like a to-do with that deadline date. So if I have a really good template, let's say I have some POs, right, and I, I know I want to pay my subs every single time their schedule item is done. So let's say that I have a framing purchase order. I could actually go in link that to my schedule item for framing. So my sub knows, hey, this is the completion date. Uh, this is when I can expect to be paid. So if I have that all templated out, right, in a nice structure, uh, and same with invoices, depending on your draw schedules, however you might do that, you know, that's a conversation you can definitely have with your customer success coach based on, you know, what your process is. Uh, but, but never forget the power of just simply linking things up. Instead of using arbitrary deadline dates every time, linking up your schedule item due dates on a PO, on an invoice, can be done to your schedule items. And in fact, you can even create a schedule item right from the PO as a little cheat code if you haven't created the schedule item yet. So it's kind of a nice little handy dandy tool. So uh, those are the little things I think that, you know, builders often overlook because it's more on like the, the, the 301 level of builder trend. They're not necessarily thinking about it. It just is a simple thing that'll save you so much time on the back end that there really isn't a reason why you shouldn't be doing it. Absolutely. So you're saying that someone in the field changes the schedule, right? They're, they're the project manager is in charge of the schedule. They shift the schedule. That means the due date for the, the invoice will, will, will shift for, for the homeowner then. Correct. That's absolutely correct. So that sounds like we're saving time, energy, Right. And you're happier, yeah. we're, you know, builder trends happier, right? You'll have more time to go, I don't know, hang out with the kids, whatever it is you do. Right. <laughs> exactly. You, your, your schedule dates are all linked up correctly, but it, it is a simple thing mm -hmm. and it's going to make your life a lot easier. Absolutely. And that's what we're here for, uh, making you build better and easier and faster. Um, so Tim, last question. What is one thing that all builders should know about the schedule that some of them don't, may not know? Hmm. 
really going to di- dive deep into our Billetron knowledge. Okay, here's a funny thing, and it's it's so simple, but it's often overlooked. Um, you know, I look at a lot of builders' schedules, and I think a lot of people realize number one, you can actually mark down the hours that this is going to occur. So if I have a uh, HVAC job walk on my schedule. Um, I see that schedule item quite a bit on a lot of my clients' schedules, but maybe no one's assigned to it, and maybe there's no specific time. So they can actually use that little hourly checkbox and then actually give that a start time, right, that this is supposed to occur, um, you know, and end time as well. So, like, those are just the little things that give your guys in the field or your active subs uh, more detail. Because uh, I think sometimes schedules, it just seems like they're used as, like, a place of, like, oh, framing is kind of you know, going to happen this time, roughly, who knows really when, mm-hmm. why, or how. Um, I like giving people more information. Uh, sometimes it can be overkill, but I really like uh, giving these more information and also just marking things complete. Those mm-hmm. are just the little things that you can do, uh, getting into that detail, making sure that there's an assignee, that you have a reminder set if need be, and that you're actually giving these specific hours that schedule item is going to occur because that just gives you a little bit more detail. Um, at least that's the way I like to see it done. I love that. More or less, you're giving a, a one place for everyone to look to know where they need to be, when they need to be there, and who needs to be there for that appointment. Right. I mean, it's a lot of pressure. I mean, you were trying to tell me to give builders a secret hidden information knowledge, and I just talked about setting the hours <laughs> on the schedule. Yeah. So I don't know if I... Now, the one thing, too, if you're looking for a little cheat to... Speaking of the baseline, I do think a lot of builders don't realize there is that baseline view you can mm-hmm. activate on the Gantt, which will actually show you what your original schedule item was supposed to be at versus what it's shifted at now, that little toggle you can turn on. You can also do things like set default views. Like for instance, uh, if you want your homeowner to open up their schedule in their homeowner portal and see just the Gantt, you can actually set that up in your default. So, you know, Marge, if you're trying to just pick my builder trend knowledge here, we could sit here all day, right? All day. (laughs) Just all all day, day, right? Talk schedule. But those are just a couple quick hitters uh, that our builders could keep in mind. Absolutely. Well, with the schedule being our backbone of our program, um, start starting now, starting uh, today to get it set up is is going to uh, be the right the right thing to do. You're you're setting your builder trend future up for success. Um, it's it's one of our main features that can really provide a lot of return on your investment with our program. Absolutely, I uh, totally agreed. And you know, there's really no reason why you shouldn't be using the schedule. It's a great communication tool. It's also just nice to you know pull it up and have a reference point. Absolutely, all in one place. That's what we're that's that's the name of the game here. Awesome. Well, thanks, Tim. And thanks for listening. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to The Better Way wherever you get your podcasts. Our next episode is a deep dive into turning sales into active jobs in minutes. You won't want to miss it.